today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Jason and Derek here. How you doing? I'm well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, a couple sad stories to start the week with. We've got uh, the Tyree Nichols video uh, came out on Friday night as prosecutors and the family of Tyree Nichols worked together to, to really do their best to quell the potential for riots and protests. The, the Tyree Nichols' mother had come out and specifically said she thinks there should be protests, but she does not want any violence. And then prosecutors really came out. They seemed to work together uh, to, in an effort to to stop any sort of really bad stuff. from happening. And to a large extent, effective. Yeah. I mean, I, there were there were scattered protests. Even here in L.A., there were some scattered protests yeah. and some traffic uh, results of that. But it wasn't as much of a cathartic outburst as if they hadn't managed the process. So I right. thought they did the best they could under some very challenging circumstances, said what was coming out was going to be horrific. It was horrific. And and then people were able to sort of process it in in a more peaceful way. I think that I think that the the authorities came up with a multi step approach. They had all seen the video. They said they had seen the video. They knew that there could potentially be a really uh, a profound um, reaction to what was in the video. You obviously have yet another black motorist killed by officers um, in a, a routine traffic stop. We've seen it so many times. It almost, I, 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 I remember I think the context though, of them being charged before we saw the video was really helpful, right? It was. You knew that these guys are already facing criminal punishments for second degree murder and a host of other charges. So society had already said, look, these guys are, are, are on the chopping block. They've already been fired. They're probably going to be right. punished by a jury. So when it, you see the video, you can right. process that. And the real, real, uh, uh, outcries and injustices that have happened have been the the, the authorities attempting to to uh, quiet the video, to not release videos, to say nothing happened here, only for it to come out later how bad things were. I'm thinking of uh, what's the gentleman's name down in Florida, Aubrey, um, oh. uh, uh, down in Georgia, sorry, who, who was killed by the, the guys in the oh, pickup truck and, and how the authorities in that little, the police in that area kept that video under wraps, kept the arrest under wraps, or uh, sorry, the beating under wraps, the murder under wraps, and tried to make it go away without a charging. And it wasn't until the public found out about it that it became an issue. We, we had the same thing with George Floyd, same thing with, I'm terrible with these names, but uh, somebody else I remember, yeah. Brooklyn, I think it was, another African-American man who was killed by officers. Yeah, if you add the layer of it feeling like the authorities are withholding information, right. it makes the result, they say the cover-up's always worse than the crime. Right. And so exactly. if it feels like you're not getting the information that you deserve to see, uh, your reaction is more. Yeah. Another thing that you, you touched on this was they really came out and described a video. The uh, Memphis police chief, as well as many others who had seen the video, came out and described it as something way worse than Rodney King is what we heard. A, a, a you know a humanitarian sort of uh, or they, they 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 treated him as subhuman. There were all these words, the descriptive words. The video comes out. It's horrific. But I haven't heard anybody sort of talking about that video in those terms quite so badly it's quite so much anymore yeah let's talk about some some of the differences um and 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 I want to make a sort of point here. It's horrific. Look, this this yep. man is beaten to death, and and you are witnessing uh, multiple officers, you know, inflicting blows that would ultimately result in his death. I think the difference from Rodney King is largely this: in the Rodney King case, there was no body cam, so the the jostling with the officers up close, where you hear sort of uh, the man sort of resisting and fleeing, and you hear the officers out of breath and trying to sort of grapple with the situation, is different than the one shot you see, which is like Rodney King, is that far away one that's the most vicious because yeah. you see them circling him leveling punches kicking him in the face taking out a baton and swatting yeah. him that felt the most rodney king-esque but when you see the up close it feels different it feels like an altercation right. it feels like high stakes and you didn't get that in rodney king one in the same thing way. that i took away from it and getting to the details of the video and maybe this is unfair but 
I, I felt the officers in screaming at at uh, Tyree Nichols to to give them his his hands. Give me give me your hands. Give me your hands. I almost think there's some performative aspect for the body cameras, which they know they're there. I think yeah. you know the, these cops were out of control and they wanted to beat the hell out of this guy. I don't think they wanted to kill him, but maybe they did. I don't. You can I don't hear know. anger in their voices. You they don't sound like police the, officers. Right. These guys yeah. were pissed off at this guy, and you know, putting putting aside any motives from being pissed off, they were pissed off and they wanted to inflict bodily damage on this guy. And I think they're screaming about put you, keep your hands. They, they were beating the hell out of him. I mean, at, at what point is it? Stupid to continue to like consistent consistently say that he was somehow resisting. That's what I couldn't wrap my head head around. I mean, these are five officers around him at one point who are large men. These are not slight guys. He was of uh, I would say a medium build at best, and to have that much use of force—the tasers, the batons, the balled-up fist punches to the face. It seemed so excessive. It was sort of beyond the pale to me to to witness, even if the guy is sort of struggling a little bit with the officers, how they couldn't subdue him in a more peaceful way just by they, sheer force of their, tased their him size. So many times. Yeah. I, anyway, I don't know what's going to happen. I look; these guys are going to be prosecuted, whether or not they're convicted. It's a law. It's very difficult to convict police officers. We see it over and over again. Although it has happened more recently, we're in a post George Floyd world. We're in a post George Floyd world. I expect to see them convicted. Actually. You do. I do. It's interesting. I think they have some defenses. They they his interaction with them is hard to really uh, get your hands around. The video isn't that clear as to exactly what he was doing. You also have this issue of it was apparently 20 minutes after they called for paramedics to come before paramedics after, uh, actually arrived. But for that 20 minutes, he likely lives. That, so, that That's key, though. That's yeah. critical. When he is sitting there against the car in the aftermath yeah. and they're just sort of basically talking shit about what transpired. Oh, I'm going to feel this in the morning. They're not rendering aid. That man is very, very compromised at the point. His breathing is shallow. I think that's what really hurts them. In the fog of the battle, maybe they have some some sense of, you know, he was resisting so much, we had to inflict this force. They should have rendered some aid. And I think they have a duty to, and they missed it. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, I mean, there's... So much more is going to come out about this. Uh, again, there will be a full-scale trial because the prosecutors politically have no choice but to seek the maximum penalties. I don't see a, a plea bargain where these guys get sort of their five to seven years. I think they're going to want to throw the book at these guys for second-degree murder, which typically carries a 15 to 25-year sentence. And it, I just see them trying to get the maximum amount of time Unless potentially there's problems with their case, but but it, and I also don't see these officers accepting that amount of time. I mean, it's it, this is can it's I tell a terrible you what situation. Was, what yep. was disappointing to me in, in watching this video is there were five officers. Is that the right yeah. number? Not one of them at all in the video that I've seen or any of the cuts is says, "Hey, he's had enough." You never hear that one voice in the in the crowd sort of saying, "We're going too far, guys." It is this groupthink mentality. This they are swarming it's him. For sure. And, you know, that's a hard thing to do. I'm not saying I I really hold them fully accountable for no one being sort of courageous enough to stand up against his Uh, peers. Really? But I do. I do. I I Uh, think someone could have said something. Why not? What in the George Floyd case didn't one officer? Yeah, one officer say came something? up and said something. He was like, the, he was like, f- first day on the job or third day on the job or first week on the job, and he actually went up and said something to his uh, commanding officer, Derek officer Chauvin, yes, who brushed him aside, and that was this guy's one de- defense in the in the Derek in the You're um, right uh, in that case. So. None of that here. 
None of that here. None of that here, and that was what was alarming. Now you're hearing about these officers past. One was a corrections officer at one point who has been accused of beating yeah. people in prison. So that'll all come the out in the thing, trial. It's it's going to be a tough road to hold. Yeah, hope they for. also had, there's a lot of talk about the half fact that the Memphis PD had created the Scorpion Union like, uh, Unit. Like everywhere else in America, they've seen an uptick in crime since the pandemic, and they had created the Scorpion Unit, which was basically to go out and quickly fight back against people who are going to commit crimes. And when you invest people with the kind of power and call them the Scorpio Union unit, th- there's there's a price to be paid for that. You yes, know, people people feel that they are entitled to beat the shit out of people when they think they're committing crimes. I think you're right, and you can see it in the in the Tyree Nichols case. You know, he's pulled over for reckless driving, and he's in the middle of the street, and that's when he first flees to the yep. neighborhood where he was trying to run home. That's why he screams out for his mother. Wow. He thinks he's in the neighborhood. Is yeah. is 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 the allegation? But you know. He might have been in some real fear let, with the Scorpion unit let, descending But let's him. break that down. Right. He's being pulled over. A lawful traffic stop. I don't think there's Without any question. argument that yeah. he wasn't doing anything wrong. So they pull him over. They seek to question him. He then gets out and starts fleeing on foot. At that point, whether you're fearful or whatever your motive is, cops are going to chase you down. They're going to tackle you. and They're going to use force to restrain you. Without All question. of that is Fine. As a matter of fact, it's necessary. We can't have people who have committed crimes here, reckless driving. It's a small crime, but it's a crime. Fleeing from cops without being taken down, there's consequences to that. Obviously, what happened next is what's what's the entire subject of what we're talking about here. But does the I just see that when you give these guys the power to say you're the first line of defense to stop crime and they have somebody fleeing these, you know, a lot of officers just take it upon themselves to go well beyond the pale of what is what is acceptable. Yeah, I, I what what I'll never accept and I don't know what the officers defenses will be and and when you hear the video they are very out of breath. He is clearly giving them uh, a difficult time in some Either ways. That, or that one guy was out of shape. Or he's he very out of shape and, and they had to Good pursue God. him and so forth. But what I'll say is your job is to be able to apprehend people and put them in custody so that they can face the consequences of the law. And I think when you have five officers and one man, there's never an excuse. There's never an excuse right. to kill that man by beating him. Right. It's just it, to me, it's sort of strict liability in a sense. Like you can't kill him. But you're, you're absolutely right. Barring no. barring sort of a th- a 300 pound uh, a, a perpetrator who's hopped up on PCP or something like yes. that. You, you there's five of you. Take care of it. I, I, you're, you're absolutely right. How they? It, it almost seems like. The only conclusion is that they were seeking to hurt him. Yes, and it would almost feel different. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Jason. If they used deadly force and brought out their weapons and shot him and he, and he happened to die from a gunshot, it would almost be more, you know, sort of understandable, understandable that right. he was killed in the heat of, like, pulling your weapon. But to beat someone so savagely that they die, there are multiple opportunities along the road to not beat someone to death. Yeah. And for them to have inflicted that kind of damage without just pulling him into, you know, in handcuffs and put him into, into the backseat of a cop, cop car is beyond. Yeah. I, I don't see how you talk around it. Yeah. Uh, so much more to be said on this. For the moment, let's uh, switch over to Lisa Marie Presley. Another sad story. We broke the story TMZ did over the weekend that uh, we don't want to quite say the cause of her death, but certainly a factor that seems to have led to her death was that in the weeks uh, leading up to her death, she lost 40 to 50 pounds and was taking huge amounts of opioids during that period. Over six weeks, 40 to 50 pounds is a massive weight loss. It's a full in a short deterioration. It's a wasting away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, the coroner's report has not come out and we haven't seen what is actually the cause of death. But 
and it, and it's somewhat irresponsible to sort of speculate about these things, but just looking at, at at that kind of weight loss in that period of time, and you know, Elvis was a big movie this year, a big biopic. There may have been some pressure that she felt to be in the public eye more than she had been in the in, in the recent past. You know, she had a little period with Michael Jackson, but then yeah, but we didn't see much then. of Lisa yeah, Marie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it could have played a role in it, but this is now starting to sort of paint a picture of someone who was seriously in decline. And, and, and w- people are going back now and looking at interviews she did and lead up to the Golden Globes. Obviously, the movie won for Best Actor and yes. was nominated for a ton of awards. Uh, she did two interviews that really caused alarm. She was really gaunt, looking emaciated. She was slurring her words. She seemed unsteady. Things in the time that at the moment you didn't really take that much notice of, but now in, in hindsight with, uh, you know, having having seen that she's passed, it really, you see the building blocks uh, for her demise. Yeah, I mean, we've got a great documentary coming out t- today. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's debuting today where we're going to really break down this the entirety of her life right i mean what what led to the 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 death is really sort of a product of a life that was pretty extraordinary from the beginning. Yeah. When you're the daughter, the only daughter, by the way, of Elvis Presley, you're going to have a life where everyone is scrutinizing you, and she really, it took a toll on her over time. It's a great story. I mean, it's an awful story, but it's a fascinating one where, you know, she she's there. She witnesses her father's dying. She's, I believe, nine years old. She grows up without her dad, and in a strained household, she's gone through a series of marriages, including, as you mentioned, to, to Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage. She's got children with her first uh, husband and two children with her last husband. She has four in total, one of whom committed suicide a year and a half ago or so. She's had a a truly tragic life in many, many respects, but it's a oldest time Hollywood kind of tale, right, where you see these people who are given too much too early without the kind of supervision that that a lot of us have, and it ends poorly sometimes. It really does. Yeah. It, it, fascinating documentary. You should really check it out. It premieres tonight at 8 p.m. It's called TMZ Investigates Lisa Marie Presley Unending Tragedy. You uh, at all Elvis fan growing up? I, I love older Elvis. Yeah. So young Elvis, uh, Jailhouse Rock, Blue Suede Shoes, not my thing, but like in the ghetto. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Suspicious Minds. Suspicious Minds, one it's of the greatest songs of, the of all greatest time. Songs of, not his song. He didn't write it, but... Uh, Can you imagine well, being in the shadow of that? Like, Lisa Marie had some attempts at a music career, and she marries Michael Jackson, but living in the shadow of Elvis Presley, an impossible task. Yeah. What, what does Nicolas Cage think of all this? I mean, she's... He was quite distraught over this. He was. Yeah. He, he, oh, he I, didn't, spoke I didn't know to, that. Yeah, he spoke to the press because they were married yeah. for, for a period of time after Michael Jackson, and he's one of those guys who's also from a very, very famous family, the yeah. Coppola's, so yeah. I think they had a lot in common, and Dude. he was the, it's soul. interesting that there's all this money at play here. She she died destitute, mm-hmm. um, millions of dollars in debt. But what she had were two life insurance policies for a cumulative thirty five million dollars. Wow! And so her kids are flush. Are, are flush. Uh, both of their their fathers, both sets of kids' fathers, were made money, and they so they were not yep. they were well taken care of. But Lisa Marie herself was was really not doing well. I mean, frankly, this Elvis. Uh, movie and the reinterest, the interest that could come back for Elvis was really could have been something that financially saved her, but uh, unfortunately not. Yep, that'll do it for us. All right, guys, we will uh, see you tomorrow. See you next time. Bye. Bye.